Did all of you get confirmation banners? No. Okay, I didn't either. That's (laughs) not confirmation. Did you, Sarah? No. to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And in this uh, strange coronatide season, uh, we were going to talk about confirmation, I don't know, three or four months ago. And then the pandemic hit and we bumped that episode for the actual pandemic episode because life was weird. So we're revisiting that today in an appropriate time because a lot of people are actually talking about confirmation right now, which is super exciting. This is a Bree's How to Lutheran episode. So Bree, take it away. What are we talking about today? So about five minutes ago, I just learned that I'm the only one out of the four of us who have actually had this experience. So I'm very, I'm very intrigued. Okay, we've to all been confirmed. We're all confirmed. We've all yes, been I'm confirmed. Sorry. yes, they've all been confirmed. We've all been confirmed. Today, I specifically want to talk about Felt confirmation banners. Sorry, my voice cracked. Felt confirmation banners. We didn't meet you halfway, Brie, because we've we've all been confirmed and we've all had a felt banner in our lives. I mean, let's be real. Let's let's focus on what what binds us together. I've never had a felt banner. Yet you've never had one period listeners. No, I don't have one. It's a felt banner in her life. (laughs) This is giving me an existential crisis. Is this even a thing? Apparently, my church didn't. We had the cradle roll, and so I had a little felt lamb on a felt banner at church, but I don't personally have a felt banner for anything. I'm okay with it. This was not a thing in my church, but anyway, but anyway, Brie, (laughs) sorry, so. As I was reflecting on my own confirmation experience, I don't even know how many years ago. I'm so old, it's not even funny. Um, Brie. <laughs> Darling. Looking back, it, it, still, it still fills me with so much secondhand anxiety. Um, there are so many things going on in the life of an adolescent, just in general, but add to that the weight of, depending on what your confirmation traditions were at your church, it could be anything from standing up in front of the church and giving a faith testimony, it could be sitting like spelling bee style in the gym and having to answer questions about the small catechism in front of an audience of people, the actual, like, Holy Communion act in and of itself, if you've never had wine before and you're like, I'm taking commu- I'm taking the Eucharist next to Billy, who I have a severe crush on, what if I take this wine and I get sick everywhere because it's gross and, like, I embarrass myself in front of everybody? Like, of all... Of all the things to be worried about, 
Let's just throw that into the mix. And maybe it's me. Maybe I was just overly anxious as a child. I'm open to that. But there are there are things about that time in my life that have just sort of wrought me with anxiety. Now, I have also since then come to really appreciate that time in my life because looking back I can also think about all of the all of the ways in which the confirmation experience tied me to my church body, tied me to the local congregation. So one of the one of the tra- tra- one of the traditions that we had at Good Shepherd Lutheran in Collinsville, Illinois, was the night of questioning. We had a questioning where we all sort of sat on a panel. The pastor would ask us questions about the small catechism. We would answer to the best of our abilities, and then from there, we would either be recommended to move forward or, you know, I don't know if Not. I don't know what happens if you don't get that recommended. Maybe you, I don't know. Yikes. I don't know if you pass or not. I don't know. If anybody <laughs> out there. Like pass to fail? Well, I don't know. I, I think pretty much everyone passes. Although yeah. I was worried about not passing. <laughs> right. Like there's an anxiety there. Like what if I don't do good? What if I'm not Lutheran enough to be confirmed? <gasps> right. Yeah. Well, that's maybe what I'm they, saying. They, may, they let you believe that you might not pass to get you to take it seriously. But in reality, let's face it everybody passes everybody passes <laughs> for anxiety prone children that is just not cool but anyway i i think if there's concern usually the pastor sort of tries to get in front of that before you're to the point of the public examination oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah yeah can i just tell you though when you said there's a night of questioning and i was just like i can <laughs> Back to every dystopian middle grade novel I've ever read. <laughs> that's our that's our take on it. That's the Lutheran take on it. But after that, after that questioning session, we met with members of the LWML at that church who were like sort of our sponsors. So through that year, we would be matched up with sort of like a secret sponsor. And we would send notes of encouragement back and forth to each other throughout the year. They would encourage us to just keep at it and the importance of, you know, educating yourself in the Lutheran faith. So that night, though, after the questioning was over, they would do like these reveals of like, who are our secret sponsors? And you got to meet them and there was a big reception. Um, They distributed like the pewter crosses that we that are commonly distributed at confirmation time. The AAL cross. I do have a cross. And the most important part of all is you get to now partake of the Lord's Supper on a routine basis with the rest of your brothers and sisters in Christ. So that's, I guess it's, it's worth the anxiety. Personally, I wish I had taken more time to appreciate the experience. There was a lot going on in my life at that time. Um, We were getting ready to move across the country to a completely different place. So there was there was some, you know, tribulation, turmoil, just sort of unease during that time in my life. So I, I don't maybe I just didn't have time to really appreciate it. It wasn't necessarily emphasized in my household. I don't even remember what my confirmation verse is. I 
before on my bucket list is to figure that out. Um, yeah, it's probably on your banner, Brie. Well, so here's yeah. the thing: <laughs> we've moved twice in the last three years, and I don't. It did not. I looked. I scrubbed high and low. It was like the widow looking for the coin in my uh-huh. apartment. I scoured every nook and cranny of my apartment back when we were going to do this, when this episode was originally scheduled, uh-huh. I couldn't find it. I'm oh. holding out hope that it might still be there somewhere, but I don't, I don't know, but it, it, it was on there. So, so as far as the, the confirmation, the felt confirmation banner is concerned, um, this was another tradition that our church had as part of the confirmation process. It was, you know, I don't, I don't really know the dimensions of it. I think, you know, thinking about like baptism banners, those are usually pretty small. This was a pretty sizable banner and it had my name, my first name. And then there was like some sort of iconography or like symbol, kind of like a Chrismon deal. And then it had the confirmation verse at the bottom of the banner. So it's there. It's out there somewhere. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe by some act of divine providence, I'll find it someday. Who knows? But for me, as anxiety-ridden as I was at that time, let's add on to the fact that I had to make my own confirmation banner. <laughs> So, oh. part, part, right. The LWML ladies, eh, not going to help. This was a probably intentional activity that was meant for you and your family to sort of come together and make your design, right? Okay. Uh-huh. So, I'm in the middle of this right now. Actually, my son is being confirmed later this month, and I'm so excited about it. You talk, Brie, about how you were having a crazy time and it was all kind of a blur. Spoiler, everybody <laughs> at the end of eighth grade <laughs> is at a time in their life that when they look back, it's going to feel like a blur. But I have got a lot. We moved last month and I think I lost it. I'm supposed to help him design a, a, a stole, a red stole oh, wow. over his robe. And I need to find it. We're going to put an anchor cross on it. That's what we want. Of course. Okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's this family experience. And of course, for me, not being terrifically crafty, as we have discussed previously, this is creating anxiety for me. So I understand your confirmation banner anxiety. Mm-hmm. And probably your mom kind of shared that. I'm going to just guess. Yes. Because here's why. <laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> so all of the banner make it, making happened in like our multi-purpose room in the church basement. There were bins upon bins of like felt scraps that had been probably just reused and recycled throughout the years. And you were given, so you were given your white banner as sort of your blank canvas. And what was also provided was potential designs for you to use so any and anything from like just a standard cross to 
sort of that that shepherd symbol that you so often see in Lutheran churches to I'm sure the anchor cross was maybe one of those choices lambs I mean whatever kind of religious whatever kind of Christian symbol you can think of it was probably in those three sheets of paper of suggested designs let me just take a guess you didn't okay. want to use one of those symbols you wanted you wanted to make it yourself no close <laughs> banner have a dog on it by any chance it did not have a dog on it but, but even at 13 years old or whatever i don't even know what, how old i was i had seen from year to year the different symbols and designs that had been used and i wanted to be different i want and and I surprising, really surprising. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a surprise, maybe not. Also, in addition to being different, and this, I think this is why I'm, I am also extra, probably as extra <laughs> as it gets. <laughs> no way. So I chose. We love you for it, Brie. Thank you. I chose probably the most complex, difficult design in the entire booklet which is probably why i never saw it because it was just a crazy mess and racket to put together but if i remember correctly there was like a it was it was sort of like this blue background with a sun and there were there was like a pot like a like a terracotta pot with like leaves or maybe it was like a tree sapling or something but man all I can remember is just cutting out out of sheets of felt leaves. Just leaf upon leaf upon leaf. And my mom, when she When you that, finally find this banner, you're going to be like, there's only five leaves on this. What happened? Why, how do I remember this? Here's what I remember, though. Here's what I remember. I was like, mom, I want to do this one. And she looked at it. And like you could tell, she was like, "Oh no!" But she was super crafty, and she's like, "And so this is where that sort of the curveball comes in." Aaron is she's like, "Well, we could do it, but let's do it this different way." So she sort of <laughs> used her visual creativity to make it a little simpler. But dang, if there weren't so many felt leaves, like just thinking about it. I, on my fingertips, it's like Aileen's tacky glue and like salt residue. Like I can feel it on my like in my tongue. It feels like it's in my tongue now. It's really disgusting. I do have a question for Rachel though about the stole. Mm-hmm. Is it like a, is it a felt deal? Like what is? No, no, it's actually fabric. I know felt is a fabric, but kind of. <laughs> we'll get to um, that. No, it's like a red red cotton poly blend so it's if i can find it we should have fun putting it together fun who am i kidding i'm gonna do the whole thing myself all right let's let's get that out there because you know he's gonna wait until the night before yeah yeah i know this is what i'm doing on confirmation eve so that's right that's worth it he's worth it it is worth it this is such a cool thing i you know going through confirmation 
with my kids has just reinforced for me what a valuable part of growing up in the church it is that you get this opportunity to basically say that faith I was baptized in to as a baby, that's mine. I claim that. I want that. And it's it's such a wonderful turning point moment. Like the the kids walk taller after they've been through confirmation. Yep. That they feel like a grown up contributing member of the church in a way that they maybe didn't before. And so yeah, it's definitely worth a tacky felt uh, banner to commemorate whatever whatever you do to celebrate confirmation big cake whatever um hmm. this year is going to be weird we're not having a reception i miss receptions hmm. a lot mm-hmm. but reception cake mm-hmm. i know hmm. but even if there's no cake doesn't change the fact that this is a milestone moment it's true for the young people yeah, who are yeah. going through it and mm-hmm. um I'm so excited. <laughs> so what I want to do, and I can't believe I Googled this, <laughs> the history of felt. I Googled yes. it the other day yes. and I'm totally reading into this and I'm okay with it. I hope you're okay with it too. Learn some yeah. cool things about it. It is an ancient fabric. Many scholars would Many textile scholars would contend it is the oldest fabric in the world. It is mentioned in Sumerian legends. So we're talking like ancient Middle East, like cradle of civilization times is when we were talking about it. Some people so think Jesus it was... might have used felt. Yeah. Well, so there is mention of yeah. it potentially being used on Noah's Ark. Yes. Which is probably simply from the fact that you had all this like Whoa. animal hair and like walking around and like like peeing and stuff. Like because that's <laughs> that's how felt is made, basically, is you take sort of these fibers and through compression and like adding moisture and whatever, like that's how you get sort of your sheet of felt. And then you can sort of use it however. If you have any 100% wool items in your closet, you could accidentally make felt one day. Um, yeah, totally. Wander it a little bit wrong. But I can see how felt would be great on Noah's Ark because it's a super dense weave, very warm, keeps out the wind and the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Noah's uh, poncho. It's made out of felt. Yeah, yeah for sure. It was used, um, it was popular for use in like sandals. Um, uh-huh. Before Dr. Scholes was invented, it's used as tent material. So I just thought it was kind of cool that, like, it's probably a fabric as old as time itself. And even now, thousands of years later, it is it is something. And yes, it's synthetic now. And in the case of confirmation banners, it's like, it's super colorful. It's synthetic. It's 39 cents a sheet. So it's cheap. But it gets the job done. You don't want to put an open flame near it. <laughs> no open flames. No near open flames near it. Just make sure. But to know that it's part of the tradition now, I just think it's kind of cool. Felt is actually one of my favorite things. The, the process of making felt, like felting with actual raw roving from wool from sheep. I learned how to do this in my fiber art class back in college. 
And I actually felted the cake topper for my wedding out of roving. So I have a felt wedding topper that or wedding cake topper that I actually made. And I have a felt cactus because it's super cathartic to like when you when you felt things for art project, like 3D art projects, you actually take the roving and then you like stab it together with a needle. So you get to stab something like a hundred million times and then you make something pretty. So it's like really? this cathartic process that really you like end up with something you can display. It's really fun. Stabbing. And you can like blend colors together, like watercolor. It's really cool. Didn't That's you cool. felt a Chris Mon last yeah, year, did you, Sarah? Did you made your Chris Mon? Amazing. I, I did not. Wait, did I? You did. I did felt the did. whole thing, didn't I? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think I blocked you that partially from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, I don't remember. I did. I used felt. It was glitter felt and it got everywhere. <laughs> I don't think I actually needle felted it though. I think I my plan was to needle felt, and then mm. I realized that was going to take me like three years just to make something. But I did actually use felt, and it was glitter, and it got all over my living room. And so it will be get here started now for right. season four. <laughs> I'm going to make one eventually though. Felting is super fun. Everyone should do it. Everyone should do it. I personally feel like growing up in the Lutheran Church in America, that. Felt banners are sort of a staple in the church, whether it's for confirmation or a baptism, and even sometimes like the liturgical art that you that you see being hum, hung up in churches, it's it's made out of felt. And I think part of that is like now that that Matt is in seminary, for example, and like looking at looking at stoles and church art and there's a lot of beautiful stuff out there very like ornate and skillfully crafted but it's super expensive <laughs> and people you know people should be rightfully what is that the word just left me oh my goodness compensated there it is people should be rightfully <laughs> compensated we're going <laughs> but I think that that maybe because of that, there are we see that sort of more commonly in Lutheran and evangelical churches in the country. In my research, I also came across sort of what I I, I believe to be like anti-felt banner sentiments, oh, especially yeah. <laughs> um, from the Roman Catholic contingent in America. There is a blogger who is a contributor at onepeter5.com, Stephen DeJulius, who wrote an article about sort of what he called cotton candy Catholicism and sort of how the felt banner is like a symbol of that. Some Roman Catholics sounds like they tend to associate the felt banner with like watered down folk worship of the 80 the 70s and the 80s i do think that you know as lutherans we 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 can debate those details and we do but again <laughs> i think the felt banners used such so much more widely that it's not as i don't i don't think there are so many like people against the use of felt banners and personally well, there definitely is like a, a mid-century like feel to them, but 
Here's the other thing is if you're creating a confirmation banner with a symbol on it of some kind, whether it's the shepherd or the cross or a sapling with a sun shining over it, <laughs> there's there's meaning behind it. It's it, it, it's simple and it's vintage, but it means something. Yeah, and we have this drive to have create art. Felt banners are great because they can be done on a on any scale that you want. I have one from when I was baptized that says, Rachel Ann, I have called you by name and you are mine. Like, I remember mm-hmm. seeing this throughout my childhood. But they also can be done big enough to fit the scale of a sanctuary. And I, I guess I get a little bit where, you know, the your, your Catholic blogger friend was coming from. You know, if you look back at some of the the fiber arts that have been in churches, you know, through the years. And you're like, wow, that, that uh, altar pyramid probably took uh, 10 nuns, 20 years to, to stitch together. (laughs) And if you look at that, that is superior to the felt banner made in a weekend with tacky glue, but that's inaccessible for most people, most churches. And so yeah, I'm a huge, a huge proponent of art in any way you can reasonably get it into your life. And I think that's what you're getting at here with the felt banner, that this is liturgical art that is accessible to everybody. Yes, ma'am. And it's a way for people to get involved, too. We do the felt baptism banners at my church now, and it's something that there's a group of women who that is what they do for the babies in the church. They make these felt banners and that is their way of being involved in service in the church. So if you take the felt away from them, uh, if you can't sew, like some people can sew amazing things, but if you, if that's not your skill, well, <laughs> like this is a, like Rachel was saying, this is a way for people of, of any, really any, like if you can cut, if you can cut along lines, you can make a felt banner. I, hope. I think it's also one of those feel like we talked about this before and I'm forgetting when, but it's sort of a, maybe it's, maybe it's to do with the jello salad. It's one (laughs) of those, one of those ways that is in a lot of ways, it's not like it's limited to women, but it's traditionally a women's art form. The, you know, making, making the banners to decorate the church as has traditionally, it's not limited to it, but it's traditionally been done by by women and it is a cool thing to be able to see that one of my favorite things at the LWML conventions is to walk around in the convention hall where they have along the whole the whole perimeter of the convention hall they have all the banners because that's one of the things that all of the groups that, maybe not all but lots and lots of the groups that come prepare a banner uh, that's then displayed throughout the time, and there, it's each individual. Often, it's unique to their to their setting, and it's again communicating something about where they live and where their faith is. And so, it's it's amazing to see all the different ways that people do express that. And it it is a cool thing. I do think, though, I don't know. I think I think the large scale banner making is a dying art. I don't I don't know if that's because I don't, I don't know why that is. There's, I'm sure that I could come up with speculation, but I don't, I don't know the, what the actual reason is, but my, my church has some old banners, but nobody is, 
interested in making the big ones anymore. And at other churches I've been to, it's a rare thing that they might bring out a new banner, but they've got, you know, these this huge backlog of, of other banners that they'll rotate through. But the banner making has shifted to the smaller ones now, I think, in, in my experience. Maybe there's some churches that are exceptions out there, but doing it for baptisms or confirmations seems to be the way it's sort of gone, uh, that we hold on to that, that particular aspect. And I think that's, that is certainly why I am very interested to learn about the experiences of the members of our Facebook group. You know, one of the, one of the things that we sort of hang our hats on um, with this show is that we all Lutheran a little bit differently. Maybe you're listening to the, this podcast and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize that Lutherans did that. And we didn't. Um, so I'm very interested to hear what you all sort of have experienced, the traditions you had in your confirmation. And we can sort of compare notes and see what the trends are and where maybe where we're going as, as Lutherans in the future. Yeah. How do you, how do you commemorate confirmation? As the mild mm-hmm. is. Brie, did I hear you correctly? You don't remember what your confirmation verse is? It's true. But it has to be unique, right? Yes. Okay. So um, I think it would be appropriate if each of your fellow co-hosts suggested a confirmation verse for yes. Brie as a way to close. <laughs> I should, in the interest of full disclosure, my son looked at the list of of pre-approved confirmation verse choices. And he decided to go off script. So his is from Job. <laughs> of course. But, uh, you know, our pastor was super supportive. He said, yeah, dude, go for it because, it, you know, it works. So you can actually think outside the box with your confirmation verse. And I think that in case you never find your banner and never figure it out, we need some runner-up confirmation verses for you. Definitely. So, I'll go first because I'm going to give Sarah and Aaron just a moment to think about what well, is let a me, good verse. Let me, yeah. do, let me give them yeah. some even more time and just do a couple of honorable mentions. Okay, okay, okay. Wrap okay. it up. Mm-hmm. So, love the confirmation open house, fruit punch in a bowl, party sub, crude bakery cake. I'm sorry. Like, I hope I'm not <laughs> like breaking copyright here, but also I feel like I should apologize to Cruda Bakery because not only did my mom have to help me make a serious like pain in the butt confirmation banner what Cruda Bakery did was they would basically make a replica of your banner as like your sheet cake design so for any grief Whoa. or inconvenience that I maybe had caused them I apologize the cake was delicious and I, I just really want some Cruda sheet cake right now Thanks. Peace. And uh, we at KFUO also love Cruda. They always give us pastries for our mm. share every year. So uh, big, big multiple thumbs up to Cruda. They always get rave reviews. Not that this is an advertisement for them, but <laughs> we also but it love is. them. But it isn't. <laughs> it kind it of is. And I'm sure everyone has their local. I'm, I know we had our local pastry place that we would, that everyone got their, I don't remember what it was, but we had one too in, uh, in Dearborn that everyone always went to. <laughs> the cakes were like the best part. Mm. For the open house, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. let's. Are we it. ready? We're gonna give Bree her replacement confirmation verses, and I'll go first. So 
This one will not fit on a banner because it's actually three verses, but you need all three for context. So Brie, your confirmation verses would be Acts 4 verses 34 through 37. I, I lied. It's four verses. <laughs> there was not a needy person among them for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Bree, you oh. are a oh, daughter of encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> and your generosity is a gift. So that's your that that's one option for a confirmation verse for you. Yes. <laughs> oh, should have brought Kleenex. <laughs> who, wants to go, who wants to go next? Keep it rolling. <laughs> Mine is super short, and it's a verse that I've always loved, and I I was secretly hoping would be my confirmation verse back when I was thirteen. So I'm going to give it to you <laughs> instead. <laughs> and I actually already have a felted banner with this verse visually depicted on it so i can also show you the banner that would go along with this and then you can have a new banner <laughs> and that is uh psalm 119 105 your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path and if i ever got a tattoo that's what it would be sorry yeah. Mom, i'm not getting a tattoo i promise but if i ever did that's what it would be <laughs> well i will give you my my current favorite bible verse it's real i guess it's two verses so it's it's Romans 7, 24, and 25a. Um, <laughs> wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> oh. My current favorite Bible verse, so I will it's give it good to you one. for your confirmation verse. Thank you. That is a good one. I feel like I want to do over so that I can have that for my confirmation <laughs> verse. <laughs> I kind of want this the one about Jael throwing the tent peg through the dude's head, but that's I mean oh. that really has nothing to do with it. So. I don't think that would work on a banner. No, <laughs> just mm -hmm. gonna throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, happy appropriate. So much. That was super sweet of you. Appreciate. Everyone needs a confirmation verse. Not everyone needs my confirmation verse, <laughs> which is Romans eight twenty eight. Probably the most common confirmation verse in existence. <laughs> um, still a good one though. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Oh man! Thanks, Bree, for uh, for sharing your your stories about confirmation banners. Since the three of us uh, apparently don't have one, and that's fine. I think we should all just like make our confirmation banners, so and so we all can like join in this. Oh, Rachel's not going to make. It's not going to happen. I've still got a stole to make, so you guys can do banners. I'll do the stole. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> 
Uh, we want to hear your stories, ladies, of your own confirmations or your kids' confirmations. If you have better stories about your kids, we'd love to hear them in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge group. You can join that group on Facebook. You can also hear all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm a wretched man, apparently. (laughs) And I aspire to be a daughter of encouragement. (laughs) (laughs) Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Also, you talk about male-female distinctions. I mean, seriously, I've run my entire life. He ran for like a month and he was faster than me. Um, because it's true. It's how it goes. You got you, If you're an athlete, Sarah, you know this. If you're an athlete for long enough, you have to just mm-hmm. acknowledge your biological limits and be, be at peace with it. Just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a reason I got an e-bike. <laughs> hey, hubby, let's go for a ride together. And now I won't feel like I'm dying. <laughs> and you can draft off of me because I can go 28 miles an hour without breaking a sweat. <laughs> Stay tuned for more marriage secrets from Sarah Golseth. <laughs> e-bikes, man. E-bikes. Secret to a happy marriage. <laughs> okay, for real, let's start recording now.